Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another special edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show as we talk about this wild and wacky quarterfinal matchup in the 2023 Gold Cup after a 2-2 draw in regulation and extra time the United States holds on in the penalty kick shootout in four rounds defeating Canada by a final of three goals to two in the shootout. And the United States advances to the semifinals to take on Panama. And my goodness, a bunch of fireworks, unbelievable scenes that we have just seen uh, over in TQL Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. And this team right now, the United States, yeah, you can call it a B team. It definitely is a B team. But still, though, you like some things that were amazing. There were some things you didn't like that were terrible. But at the end of the day, they got a game, and they played a damn good game against a Canadian side that really played pretty darn good. You know, John Herdman, I want to go to John Herdman in Canada first real quick. Because the truth of the matter is this. John Herdman has done amazing things, not just for Canadian soccer with the women, but what he has done for the men. And even though he got them into qualifying for the World Cup in Qatar before the automatic qualification came for this World Cup, meaning they don't have to play any uh, qualifying games due to the fact that they are one of the three hosts for the World Cup itself in about three years' time. While his Nations League final was picked apart by our players, mostly from Europe, you know, I think he learned from that. And even though Canada's group stage matches were very, very suspect, they didn't lose, but they did drop two points against Guadeloupe, which in reality, they played at home at BMO Stadium, excuse me, at BMO Field in Toronto, Ontario. So, you know, that's a disappointing result. They got a a very good scoreless draw, even though they should have done better against Guatemala. Unfortunately for them, they couldn't convert. And then they had to do what they had to do against the Cubans down in Houston, and that was a 4-1 victory against uh, a a Cuban side that was already uh, eliminated in the Gold Cup group stage. But once again, once again, John Herdman, when the cards are on the table and it's high-stakes poker, he knows when to bluff, and he knows when to fold. And at the same time, he also knows when to raise the stakes. 
And this match against Canada was just unbelievable. How they performed in this match against Canada for the United States was, was really unreal. And Canada, give them credit. They are improving. I know that they Canadian Soccer Association has already announced about their attempts to file for bankruptcy at this point in time. And on my regular show this coming Tuesday, I'll have Dwayne Rollins on to talk about this um, on Tuesday night. But once again, it just has to be said that Canada is getting better. Canada is improving. And Canada is showing us why they are going to be improving and become better. And this whole entire North Zone will be a lock. Regardless of what you may think of them, regardless of what you may believe in them or not believe in them, Canada is now proving to all of us that they are an improved team. Their players are getting better, and they will be a force to reckon with. So all you can say right now is for Canada, they are going to be a threat in world football, and they are going to be a threat in CONCACAF. What can they do outside of CONCACAF? That's the bigger question right now. Depending on what they do in the World Cup, will they also qualify for the Copa America for next summer, which will be back in the United States in 2024? We've got to see how they're going to do there and if they can rise to the occasion. But until then, as of right now, they're bleeding in players. They're giving their players an opportunity coming from MLS, the Canadian Premier League, and those players playing abroad. I think we've also seen Dane St. Clair, who plays for Minnesota United and has taken over the number one starting goalkeeper position at Minnesota United. I just think tonight, I think he solidified the number one keeper position away from Milian Borion. I really believe that Dane St. Clair has now succeeded Milan Borion. And until he calls it quits, I don't know if he will or not, but the truth of the matter is this. I think Dane St. Clair has now planted the flag as the number one goalkeeper from him. And even though it's not fair to say it, but I also think he's also passed Maxime Crepeau, I think Crepeau will get an opportunity. I think Crepeau will still get an opportunity to believe, you know, he is the number one goalkeeper once he is all the way healed after rehabbing his broken leg. He suffered from the MLS Cup final last year for LAFC. But definitely for Canada, you just have to say that they are improving and they're getting better, no matter what some people may say. They are going to be a thorn in the U.S.'s side. And this Gold Cup quarterfinal match, to me, proved it right there and then. Now to our players. Um, Even though I felt the attack was good, I believe the, the, the shot selections 
were terrible. Um, the final third in that first half was just terrible, absolutely terrible by the United States. They were not uh, good enough. They did not show any killer instincts. They did not play at their best, even though they did provide a lot of pressure, and that's good, but I don't think their their shot selections or the way they shot the ball, they were strong enough to show to be a true threat against Canada in this one. In the opening 45, B.J. Callahan, I give him credit, got the guys in the locker room at halftime, reel, you know, reeled them in, reared them in, uh, excuse me, reined them in, and just told them flat out, better than this. You have to be better than this. Because there's no way you can go out there in the second half and play like this. And you know what? He got them to turn it around, and they did much better. They were much better. And for the United States, deep, deep into the match, they finally got that goal to put them ahead. They finally got that opportunity to put themselves in the lead late in the 88th minute Brandon Vasquez once again scoring his third goal in this World Cup, excuse me, in this Gold Cup. Brandon Vasquez is now showing to be a dangerous player that could be used in the Copa America as well as the World Cup itself, depending on what will happen when Greg Berhalter does take over the U.S. men's national team, even though I still feel he doesn't deserve to be the head coach again for this U.S. men's national team. Unfortunately, it is not my call. It is not your call. It's not anyone else's call. It is the fault of U.S. soccer, who has uh, basically decided to really go with him and not truly have a real uh, coaching search. So that's all you can say about that. And that's all you can do with that one, no matter what. But, you know, Brandon Vasquez has shown to me that he can be a part of this national team. And boy, how he headed that ball in was amazing. But give Dewan Jones the respect that he deserves. How he found Vasquez in that area. From such a distance, attacking the Canadian net, it just dumbfounded me. I could not believe he actually scored that goal, Brandon Vasquez. I cannot believe how Dewan Jones set that shot up. And, you know, my goodness, that made everyone go absolutely nuts. Stand up. Shout to the heavens, we got a 1-0 lead. And then unfortunately, Miles Robinson, after VAR, took a look and said, we got a possible handball here. 
and Miles Robinson, I know he tried to play the man. He was trying to play the man. That's very true. Yes, it was a bouncing ball. But once again, just because it's a bouncing ball does not mean that it's an accidental thing. Even though it technically, yes, it's accidental by Miles Robinson, but the truth is this, is that Miles Robinson has to be aware of what's in front of him, not just what the man is doing in that position, but where is the ball in that position. And once again, in the first half, even though he lucked out, he lucked out that Gianluca Busio was shoved first and then... He handled the ball second, even though there was a shout for a handball by the Canadian coaching staff, by John Herdman, in that first half. Gratefully and thankfully, because of the shoving foul by the Canadian attacker on Gianluca Busio, that nullified the penalty call review. So, Miles Robinson got lucky there. He did not get lucky in second half stoppage time. Because, yeah, I understand. It's a bouncing ball. So it, it should have been, you know, left alone. But no, that's not the case. Once again, an unnatural position. And even though Miles Robinson is running to defend that Canadian player and give help to his teammate on the back line... Still, you have to say that was not the smart thing to do. He thrusted his left hand slash left arm to his man, but he did touch the ball. Because it's not a, you know, what is handball and what is ball to hand? Ball to hand is when the shot is coming at you. While you are in a natural defending position, which means your arms are down to the side or inside your body. And if the ball strikes you in the arm, while your arms are down to your sides or inside your body to defend, that is a natural position. When you have your arms away from your body, no matter if it's straight forward in the air going from tip to tip or in an angle, having your arms away from your body to the side, that is a unnatural position. Or when you are moving your hand slash your arm forward as you're thrusting forward, depending on if you're driving your car, if you're in the United States or everywhere else around the world, your right hand, if you're thrusting forward, or if you're from England or New Zealand, excuse me, uh, yeah, New Zealand and Australia, it's on the left side. So, you know, if you're going to be thrusting your left hand out or your left arm out and you touch the ball, yes, that's an unnatural position. And that is handball. It's not about, well, the ball was bouncing. What do you want him to do? No. He has to be smart enough not to put himself in that position because he needs to know not only where the man is, where the attacker is, but he also needs to know where is the ball so he doesn't have to get called for that. And he did. 
and Stephen Vittoria converted. And once again in this Gold Cup, it is not Aaron Long who concedes the goal or who gives the opposition that opportunity to score the goal. No, this time it's Matt Miazga for the second time in four Gold Cup matches. Remember the first goal he allowed against Jamaica to give him the 1-0 lead? Oh yeah, you wanted to blame Aaron Long for that. Wrong. Wrong. And now look what he did. He allowed not only the space for Jacob Schaffelberg to convert the goal. He also screened Matt Turner. As soon as Schaffelberg shot it and the way it was going, I knew it was going in. I understand there might have been a bit of a deflection off of Miazga, but the truth is Miazga allowed that goal to get scored. So regardless of your Aaron Long hate, folks, how about you aim it at Matt Miazga for once? Because that's the second time he's allowed a goal. But then again, in that was an extra time, of course, but then again, what happens, Gianluca Busio comes up big, found himself a little bit of space to sneak in, inside, and just behind the defenders, not the last defender, because he was onside when the ball was played, he ripped the shot. Great save by Dane St. Clair, but unfortunately for him, his defender was in the way because the rebound bounced off of Scott Kennedy and went into the back of the net to make it 2-2. And then it was the Matt Turner show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Matt Turner show. Because in the first two rounds of the penalty kick shootout, he stops the Canadians cold. Matt Turner stops the Canadians cold on the first two shots. Stephen Vittoria, who took the first penalty, he thought he was going to beat Matt Turner. And that's not what happened. And And then going to Turner's left... Makes the big save, but unfortunately for Brandon Vasquez, a little too much on the shot, and he skied it over the crossbar, scoreless after one round. Liam Frazier comes up big, not really, because he gets stopped by Matt Turner as the second penalty kick shooter, and then it's all going in. Cade Cowell converts to make it 1-0 after two rounds. Kamal Miller makes it 1-1. Then Gianluca Busio makes it 2-1 after three rounds. Then uh, Jason Russell Rowe makes it 2-2. But then Jesus Ferreira just beats Dane St. Clair to make it 3-2 after four rounds. But then Charles Brin... Charles Brim comes up not so roses. No celebrations. Even though he thought that the ball hit the bottom of the bar and over the goal line, he wanted VAR to take a look at it. The truth is, VAR did take a look at it. 
off the bottom of the bar and not completely over the goal line. And the U.S. men's national team goes out and defeats Canada in the penalty kick shootout 3-2 to two, while this match ended 1-1 in regulation, 2-2 two, two in extra time. The United States moves on to face Panama in the semifinals of the CONCACAF Gold Cup. And all you can say for this game, it was just unbelievable how this ending happened. Unbelievable what we have seen. Unbelievable. And if you guys are still buzzing like I am, it's just unreal what we were able to see. Unreal what we were able to watch. It makes me feel really proud to see our American players doing this. We all know that probably some of them might not get another opportunity. Some of them probably will get another opportunity. There'll be another Gold Cup. There'll be another Nations League. There's the Copa America next summer. We'll see what happens with that roster. I don't know how many of these players will be picked for the World Cup roster in 2026. We'll have to find out when that does happen. But my guess, the majority will be those players coming from Europe. And I hope every, you know, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Let me just say this real quick. If you want to call in and give me your thoughts, obviously, 646-929-1823. The phone line is open. Call in. Tell me what you think. And um, I'd love to hear whether you're from the U.S. or from Canada. Call in and give me your thoughts if you want to be a part of the show. Um, First things first, obviously, the linesman, the assistant, the nearside assistant, flagman, sadly, in the first couple of seconds in this match, um, wrong, (laughs) right place at the wrong time. Uh, Kamal Miller was trying to clear that ball away from Gianluca Bustio and unfortunately blasts the ball right into the face of the nearside assistant, went down in a heap, um, and it looked like he got a broken nose out of it, was bleeding, could not continue. So the fourth official forced to play linesman in this one. And, um, you know, I, I just hope he's okay. I just hope he's all right, that everything... Uh, is you know he'll be okay moving forward. I don't think he'll be used again uh, in either semifinal or final of the Goncalves Gold Cup. Uh, but once again, um, you know you you have to give the officials. I, I know we like to argue against the officials. You want to let them have it on poor decisions and everything. But the truth is, you really hope he's okay. You really hope he's all right. And there was an update saying uh, he was getting better. Uh, But you saw, as well as I did, uh, medical staff uh, right there at the right place at the right time. They got the gloves out. They got some towels out, got some water out. And uh, I bet you he's got uh, cotton shoved up his his nose right now to stop the bleeding. Uh, But glad to hear he's doing okay. Um, hopefully, um, it's not too serious. Uh, you never know. I mean, that was really scary 
right there at the edge of the near side touchline. And look, he's just doing his job. And unfortunately, these things have very rare. These things happen. You'd like to think maybe these these situations um, happens more often in these games, whether it be a club match or international match. You think, you know, uh, you know, does this? We would think this would happen more frequently, or uh, you know, probably you would get these to happen, you know, most of the time. But no, usually it does not. Um, It's just a case of I think. The near side assistant kind of overran the situation a bit, and he caught up to both uh, Busio and uh, Kamal Miller. Uh, you know, great, great, run, great stride by him, but still, though, put himself in that uh, position, unfortunately. And uh, all you can say is, is that it's just so hard, just so hard. Uh, to see that happen, and once again, I'm just glad he's doing okay. But all you can go forward with uh, I mean, all you can really say is just an amazing match tonight from both sides. And yes, I'm happy the USA won. Um but when you think about this confederation and all the jabs that they get, you know, thrown at by those outside of CONCACAF, and yeah, I understand the rest of the field is not strong. The Caribbean island nations are not that great. I understand that. And I mean, look, you have to hope one day that outside of Jamaica and Curacao, that the Caribbean countries um, can just get better. Uh, you'd love to see Trinidad and Tobago get back to where they were because the truth is you want to see a lot of health and a lot of growth in this confederation from top to bottom. Uh, Costa Rica has basically leveled off. Honduras is not what they used to be. Even though Guatemala lost, I, I think they're showing that they're improving, but they still need more to work with. Um, Guadalupe, even though they are not a FIFA member, they're only a CONCACAF member, I think they deserve to be a FIFA member in my mind because even though I understand that whole situation, that Department of France situation, because they vote on – French business, especially for uh, the president of the country or the prime minister of the country. And even though there is a rule, and this is where it gets interesting, because if you are from any of the French islands that are under French law and they scout the players – from those French islands like Martinique, like French Guyana, like St. Martin, like uh, Guadeloupe, if the French Football Federation selects them first for the French national team, they play for the French national team. And that's why they're not, and that's part of the reason why they're not members of FIFA. Even though for them, the Gold Cup is their World Cup, and that's the reason why. 
Same thing for Bonaire, for Saint-Martin. So it's really interesting uh, what goes on in the Caribbean, of course. But, you know, that's the situation that you have right now with CONCACAF, that, you know, some of these islands are not a part of this, you know, they're not FIFA members. And it's the same thing, actually, if you think about it. Some of these nations or these CONCACAF uh, countries, they're not really in the Caribbean. They're actually in South America, but South America doesn't want them. And that's the truth. They are a part of the South, the South American uh, continent, but they are not considered South American nations to be a part of Conmebol. Absolutely. And I'll tell you right now, you know, that's the most interesting thing about this is that they don't get recognized by their proper confederation. That's the truth. And what are those nations? It's very simple. It is the three French Guyana. That is Suriname. That is also Guyana. And even though Trinidad and Tobago is also close to Venezuela, that's considered Caribbean. Even though Trinidad and Tobago are just off the coast of Venezuela. So you'd like to think Trinidad and Tobago should also be a part of Conmebol, but not so, unfortunately for them. Uh, but as you can see, the islands here is Grenada, Barbados, St. Vincent, and Grenadines, St. Lucia, Martinique, Dominica, Guadeloupe, Montserrat, Antigua, Barbuda, St. Kitts and Nevis, Anguilla, British Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands. Now, that's what it is. There's nothing you can say about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, other than that, once again, here are the semi-final matchups now, ladies and gentlemen, for the CONCACAF Gold Cup. And on uh, Wednesday, July the 12th, at 7.30 p.m., the United States will take on Panama. And then at 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, 7 o'clock Pacific, Jamaica will take on Mexico. And they have improved. They have done well. They have deserved where they are. And we'll see what the U.S. will do against them in the semifinals of the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Just a lot of fun and a lot of excitement. Now, who do I think did well in this one? Obviously, Matt Turner. I thought Matt Turner was solid in this one. Um, Brandon Vasquez, once again, came off the bench very well, scored that opening goal late in the match. Great job by him. I thought the back line was very good until the substitutions were made. And unfortunately, in extra time, Matt Miazga disappointed once again. I think for Miles Robinson, I think out of all the matches he's played, I know he's still – I mean, he's been back for a while now from the uh, Achilles injury that he suffered last year. Truth is um, – I just think this was his worst performance of the match because he could have been really should have been called for two handballs should have been called for two handballs. He got lucky that Busio got shoved first before he got 
uh, before uh, the handball was being reviewed. Because if that push did not happen to Busio, then that's a penalty. And that's 1-0 Canada before the half ends. Um, I thought DeJuan Jones had an excellent match. Uh, I thought Busio had an excellent match. Zendejas right now and Cade Cowell, you know, look, people want to yell, well, I'm done with Cade Cowell. How, why? Why? This is his first real senior level men's national team match. He just came off the under 20 team. Has potential, but do I think he's ready for the World Cup or for World Cup qualifying? No. No, I don't think so. Whether he remains with the earthquakes or he goes to Europe, which, you know, he probably will. Right now, Cade Cowell, we are not going to give up on him that easily. And this is the problem you guys keep showing. You want to quit on this kid before he actually shows any promise. That's not how this thing works. This is his first real situation on the senior men's national team. This is several levels above the under-20 tournament. I expect Cade Cowell to at least be in the Olympics. I think he is. Go- I expect him to be on the U.S. Olympic team next summer as well in the Paris Summer Games. That's where I see him going. I don't see him in the World Cup roster. He's just going to sit on the bench and watch from there. Because in my view, he's not ready yet. Maybe it's another Gold Cup in 2025. But in reality, he's not ready yet to go to a World Cup. Alejandro Zendejas, he has not been good either. He has been poor. He's doing too much. He's overthinking it. He's not simplifying his game. And that, my friends, is where he's not ready to be on the senior men's national team either. And regardless of what he thinks... If oh, I'm not going to get called in for a World Cup, I'll do the one-time transfer from Mexico. Even then, he still won't be ready for that. When Mexico actually does it legally. You know, even though this is a B squad, players have to take advantage of their opportunities whenever they can. And unfortunately for me, even though he's gotten one assist... In this Gold Cup so far, Zendejas is not ready for the senior men's national team. He's not ready. Period. So when is his time? I don't know. I expect him to be called into friendlies. I expect him to maybe go uh, for the other uh, Gold Cup in 2025 if he improves himself in friendlies. But I don't expect him to be on the World Cup roster this uh, in 2026. He needs more time. He's got to feel more comfortable in his own skin. And he's got to find a way to go out, 
sign him up to more friendly matches to get more experience, and then we'll see what happens. Because let me sit. Playing down in Liga MX for Club America is, you know, it, it, it's not anything to sneeze at. That's that's a damn good league, and that's a damn good club. But if he, you know, if there's an opportunity for him to go to Europe, that's not bad either. And I, I'll take that as well. But once again, this U.S. men's national team, I thought poor first half, better second half, did well in extra time, and if not for Matt Turner, they don't win this penalty kick shootout. And honestly, Matt Turner deserves in my mind to be the man of the match for stopping those two spot kicks in the shootout to help give the U.S. that victory. If Brim does not nail the bar, obviously the U.S. was going to win it in the fourth round, at least in the fourth round or in the fifth round. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But once again, what a match this was. Unreal. Fantastic. Bit of a sloppy uh bit of a sloppy opening 45, but it just got better and better and better as the match moved on. So I cannot wait to see what's going to happen when this national team goes out and takes on Panama in the semifinals of the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to me tonight. Once again, the United States and Canada, it ended 2-2 through regulation and extra time. The United States advances to the semifinals via the penalty kick shootout by a final of three goals to two in four rounds. Join me this Tuesday night for another regular 40 Scenes Fire American Soccer Show. Uh, I'll give you details for an up-and-coming uh, Gold Cup semifinal post-game show, which will probably be on Thursday as a review show, as I will be at Red Bull Arena uh, to cover the Red Bulls and uh, FC Cincinnati. And then on Friday, the NPSL Soccer Show returns, and I got a great show for you tonight when I get my list of guests for you. You're going to enjoy it. Once again, my name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care so long and bye-bye for now. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to say, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.